Welcome and thanks for tuning in to the Motion Podcast. The episode today is the Motion message of June 21st. Enjoy and be blessed. Good evening, Motion. Ooh, it's, I think it's been a long week for a lot of us, hasn't it? Hey, it may have been a long week, may have been a tough week, may have been a good week, but we're thankful that you're here, that you're worshipping together with us, and we're thankful that God has given us life to be able to enjoy this moment together. Thanks to the praise and worship team for leading us through the music. Thank you, Pastor Hope, for leading us through the prayer. Thank you to Mountain View Church for our icebreaker and for feeding us as well. Who enjoyed the food outside? Yep. Sweet, sweet. So thank you um, for everyone that's been involved in the program, the people that I may have forgotten, um, for putting this together because it's for you guys. We love you guys. We're a family and we're so glad that you are here with us today. Hey, we're going to get into the Word today. And if you've got your Bibles on your phone or if you've got some data, you can Google this. And I want you to open up your phones to the book of Psalm, chapter 91, verse 1 to 4. We're going to lay the foundation of where we're going today with this particular part of Scripture. Psalm, chapter 91, verse 1 to 4. And it actually says the following. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the foulest snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you and praise you for the blessing of life and we just pray that you open up our minds and our hearts to receive your word, to apply it and to live it is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. On March 31st last year, my daughter turned seven. Uh, My daughter, Kalisha, who attends this school, turned seven years old, March 31. And I thought to myself, what can I get her as a gift? Now, she loves animals, so I thought, how about I get her a pet? She had had a dog before, but we had to give it up because we moved home. And I thought, what can I do that might be easier to translate or take over if we have to move house again? So I thought, let me get a cat. Let me get a cat. So I decided to get her a cat. And just in case you're a bit confused, the cat's the one on the right. The one on, my, on the left is my son, Canaan. So we lived in Blacktown and um, I decided to go on Gumtree and I said, let me find a cat that's nearby. So I found a really cheap cat very close by and I said, that's the one. That's the one that's going to be the gift for my daughter. So I hopped in the car, drove a few streets away paid for this cat, brought him home, gave it to my daughter as a gift, and she was over the moon. She was ecstatic. She's like, thank you, Daddy. Thank you so much for this gift. This is the best gift ever. And my sister, Kelly, who also attends this school now, was there with me and um, with my sister. And I said, what are you guys going to name it? What are you going to call this cat? So they said, hmm, we're going to call it Maurice because it reminds us of Maurice from Madagascar. You might be familiar with Maurice, right? So they said, we'll name him Maurice. So I said, all right, this is Maurice, our cat. We bought him while we lived in Blacktown. But not long after that, a few months after that, we moved to a suburb called Marion. Anyone from Marion here? Anyone? 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 Yeah, Ooh, a couple of people. All right. So we moved to Marion. And in the house that we moved to, in the backyard, it has a swimming pool. And he has a lot of concrete around the swimming pool that gets nice and warm in summer. 
and you lie down there, it's nice and chill. And it's got really good, healthy, green patches of grass. And I said, this is going to be a nice place for Maurice to hang out. He'll be able to chill around the pool, chill on the grass. But maybe you've realized this and maybe you have some of these same animals in your house that love to hang around water, love to hang around nice warm concrete, and love to hang around where there's nice green grass. And you might notice these animals in your home before you even see them because they drop their tails. Does anyone know what animal I'm talking about? The dogs drop their tails. What? No, is this animal. Lizards. Lizards. So in the place that I moved to, the place that I moved to had lots of lizards and I knew that there were lots of lizards before I even saw them because every day that I got out into the backyard, I would see tails of lizards that were just dropped all over the place because it's the defense mechanism that the lizard has. It, when it's under attack, when it's been attacked and it becomes prey, it drops its tail to try and run to safety. It detaches something off itself to try and run to a secure place to find safety. So one day, I'm, I'm, I'm in the house, and I decide to go outside. I go out into the backyard, and I can see Maurice, and I can see kind of his back, and he's kind of like this, right? And I can see him kind of motioning like this, doing this, and then going like this. That's all I could see. And I'm like, what is this cat doing? What's going on here? So I go and I get closer. And when I get close, I see that under his paw and under his claws, he's got a lizard. And with the other paw, he's swiping at its head. Two, three. And then he takes a bite of his head. And then again, one, two, three. But he's not doing it so hard to kill the lizard. He's just toying with it and he's making it suffer. And I'm like, that's not cool, man. That's not cool. So I come out and I go, Maurice. And Maurice kind of, you know how cats are. It kind of just goes like, what? And then he just goes back to doing the same thing. I go, Maurice. What? And he kind of lets the lizard go a little bit. And the lizard's kind of like hardly got any energy and it's trying to get away, but it's not going so quick because it probably thinks, you know, like, um, what's uh, Drax? He goes, if I move slow enough, no one's going to see me, right? That's probably what the lizard is thinking. And it's kind of going away and Maurice is just looking at it. It's like, yeah, yeah, all right, yeah. Cool story, guy. Bam! Grabs it again. And I go, Maurice! He looks at me, lets it go for a little while. And then swipes at it again and continues to do this. And I said, no, that's it. That's it. I go over to him. I go, get out of the way. I push Maurice out of the way. Poor lizard's there. And you can see it just breathing. (laughs) So I grab the lizard and I go, it's all right, buddy. It's all good. And it's kind of looking up at me. And I'm like, oh, you're so cute. And I'm like running. I'm like, I'm going to get you to safety. I'm going to get you to safety. So I'm like, okay, he probably needs some warmth. He's been in the shade, in the grass, and the grass is cold. Let's put him around the swimming pool in the nice warm concrete. I'm going to put him down nice where it's nice and warm, and it's going to be all right. So I put him down, and I'm talking to him. I'm looking at Maurice. I'm like, get out of here. And he's gone. And I'm looking at the lizard. And I said to him, it's going to be all right. I got you, buddy. The danger's gone. I've gotten rid of him. Just chill here. I got you. I'll keep you safe. And the next thing I know, he looks at me. 
And then he jumps in the pool and he drowns. And I was like, what? And I'm like, no. And at at that moment, I start hearing this and I'm like thinking to myself, no, no, come back, come back. I'm like, oh, why? And I'm like, why did you do that? I just saved you. Why? Come back. And the guy's like, like this. And I could just see it go, bloop, 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 bloop. And it sinks to the bottom of the pool. And it died. And I'm thinking to myself in my head, I'm like, why did you do that? I just saved you from from certain death. I saved you from this danger. I saved you and I brought you to a secure place. All you needed to do is stay in my presence because I was keeping you safe and you just ran into something worse and now you're gone. And I thought, what a silly lizard. But then it dawned on me how many times I have been like this lizard too. And it dawned on me that as young people, you and I are just like this lizard many, many times. Because there is so many times that you and I have been under the claw of the enemy of God who is trying to take us away from a relationship with Him. And so many times we've experienced God's grace in our lives and we've been able to be taken away to safety. But rather than remaining in the presence of Jesus, you know what we do? We go straight into another situation that puts us in danger. We go from the mess that God has taken us out of and rather than staying with Him or running in the direction of Jesus, we run into another mess. Instead of moving away from the mistake that God has saved us from, many times I have run to another mistake, gone from one mess just to another. And you might be saying, what do you mean, Pastor Raul? And and let me tell you, let me make it a little bit easier. I don't know about you. I've mentioned this many times in my life. I've said this to myself. Maybe you have too. Why is my life so messy? Why is my life such a mess? Or why can't I feel peace in my life? Why is it that I'm always feeling uneasy, feeling like I can't get rest or find peace? Or why is it that I can't gain victory over these things that I'm struggling with? Or why is it that when I do gain victory over here, I just find defeat somewhere else in something just as bad or sometimes worse? Maybe you've asked yourself this, why do I go from one bad situation to another? Or maybe, let me put it this way, you've asked yourself, why do I go from making one bad choice, whether it be in relationships, whether it be in school, whether it be in your choices, whether it be through social media, why do I go from making one bad choice here simply to make another bad choice over here? And I think the reason why we do that as young people, is because we're just like that lizard. The Bible even tells us that each and every one of us has a Maurice as well. That all of us has a Maurice in our life, a cat that is trying to hold us under his paw. The book of 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 tells us the following. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, a big 
cat looking for someone to devour. We have this enemy in our lives that is actually just like my cat Maurice trying to hold us down in his claws, trying to swipe at us and we feel it, don't we sometimes? We're in this position where we're like, why can't I catch a break? And we feel like it gets worse and worse and worse. But then we might feel a little bit of peace. Or maybe we feel like, no, 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 I'm overcoming it. I'm overcoming it. It's those times where it's like we're getting away from the grasp of the enemy. But then all of a sudden, whack, again. And we feel like he's sinking his teeth into our lives. And we feel, why can't I catch a break? Why is it that I go from one bad decision and I feel like I've overcome it, but I run into another mess? This is something that happened to me when I was, when I was younger. You see, when I was in year 12, I want to share a little bit about myself and be a little bit vulnerable with you today. When I was in year 12, one of the things that most year 12s look forward to, other than graduation, is what? What's that, what's that event at the end of the year that you're looking forward to? The formal, right? The formal. You're looking forward to the formal because you want to get dressed up. You want to get your hair nicely faded, you know. Sometimes you even do it here at school before the formal. Use one of the bathrooms out the back over here. You know, get your, get your touch-ups done. Get your makeup on. You're looking forward to the formal. It's one of those great things. I remember in year 12, that was in 2004, 15 years ago, I was in year 12. And 15 years ago, in year 12, when it came time for my formal, me and my friends, my closest mates, the boys, we said to ourselves, well, our formal... At that time, it was going to cost us about 60 bucks per person. And I said, all right, $60 for me, $60 if you want to take a date, that's $120. And amongst the four of us, for my four closest mates, that makes $480 that we can either spend at the formal or we can use it to get something else. We can use it to score some drugs instead. So we said formal, that's, uh, we're probably not going to enjoy the food as much. Yeah, we're not the best looking guys, so probably not even going to get a date. And, you know, it's probably not going to go anywhere at the end of it. So, yeah, let's just, uh, let's just score some drugs. And that's what we did. We said, we'll go, we'll meet up at this park. We had someone who was going to get it. And they brought it over to the park. And we all said, yeah, yeah, Shay's lad, let's do this. Let's go. We said it's going to be said. Hey, it's going to be lit, whatever. We didn't even say that because that's, that's the new school stuff. We're old school. So it's like, we're like, we got this. Let's do it. So we went to a park and we started getting high. And I remember that I was the type of person that I have no self-control. So I was the first one to be gone. And we, it got to the end of the night, and we had to drop one of our friends over to Phillip Island. I'm from Melbourne. We were in uh, the southeast, and we needed to go to Phillip Island, which is about two hours away. We needed to drop off one of the boys there. And so we get in the car. I barely make it into the car. I jump into the back seat, and I kid you not, I couldn't move, literally. I couldn't physically move, and I couldn't speak. That's how bad it was. Everyone else wasn't as bad as me because they had a bit more self-control. And we start driving, we get on the highway to get to Phillip Island, and we start hearing this sound in the car. It starts going from the front on the right. And we knew what it was. We got a flat tire. But rather than pulling over, 
and changing the tire because we didn't even have one. We couldn't even change it anyway. We said, ah, let's just keep driving. My mates at the front just said, let's just keep going. Let's go. And they start speeding as well. They start speeding and I'm in the back and I'm like wanting to say, guys, don't. But I can't talk. I can't move. And I'm scared, but I'm like, maybe it's going to be all right. Till I see my friend at the front who's driving start to grab an apparatus to continue to get high. And he begins to rip more cones while he's driving, while the passenger's holding the steering wheel, and he's gunning it. And at this moment, I said, this is it. This is the day that I die. I'm going to die at this moment, not being able to say bye to my family, doing something that I now regret, doing something that I was never raised to do, doing something that at this moment I'm feeling ashamed of. This is it. This is where I die. Obviously, I'm here. By the grace of God, we, didn't, we made it. We made it. We crashed in the car overnight, and the next day we made it home. And I said to myself, that's it. I cannot do that again. I will not put myself or my family, even though they didn't know it, I will never put them through that again. And I said, this is not for me on that day. But rather than running away from this and running towards the security of Christ, rather than leaving this and running towards Jesus, you know what I did? I left that and I ran over to alcohol. And I said, this is a bit safer. And that changed my life too because it made me into a person while I was under the influence that I hated when I would hear what I did the day before, when my friends would tell me how horrible of a person I had been, when girls had told me how much of, a, of, 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 of an idiot I was making of myself. I said, you know what? No, that's it. I'm going to run away from that too. But I ran to toxic relationships. I ran to hanging out with the wrong crowd and dating people that didn't bring the best out of me, but brought the worst out of me and I brought the worst out of them. So rather than running from a bad situation to something better, like the security of Jesus, I went from one bad situation to another. I went from one mess to another, went from one mistake to another, and I always ask myself, why can't I get it right? Why am I struggling so much? And it was only until I understood what this text meant that I realized what I'd been doing wrong. We read this at the beginning, and it tells us that whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. In other words, it's saying whoever dwells in the presence of Christ, whoever stays in a relationship with Jesus, is able to be in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save me. Young people, I want to tell you that in life, we sometimes go from one mess to another, from one mistake to something worse, from one mess to something even worse because we're not staying in the presence of God. Because rather than running to Jesus, we're just running to something else. And until we understand this, we're not going to find rest and we're not going to understand where we're going wrong. But the solution is simple. The answer is simple. It's staying in relationship with Jesus. It tells us, the, the, the verse continues to tell us that he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. It's all about him. You see, so many times I try to do this on my own and I said, you know what? 
I can do this. If I just try hard enough, if I just eliminate this, my life is going to be better. But because I didn't include Jesus in my life, it was hard for me to ever find true rest, true peace. And I think that that's the issue and the problem that many of us still face. As we get close to wrapping up, I'm going to invite the band to make their way up to the front. I want to leave this with you from one of my favorite authors. Her name's Ellen White. And she writes in the book, Desire of Ages, the only defense against evil is the indwelling of Christ in the heart through faith in his righteousness. Unless we become vitally connected with God, we can never resist the unhallowed effects of self-love, self-indulgence, and temptation to sin. Unless we're running away from this mistake and running towards Jesus, we are never going to have the power to overcome. Continues to say, we may leave off many bad habits. Some of you here may have left something behind that was bad for you in your life. But maybe you've just adopted something else in its place. Says, we may leave off many bad habits for the time. We may part company with Satan. But without a vital connection with God, through the surrender of ourselves to him, moment by moment, we shall be overcome. It's all about a relationship with Jesus, guys. That's as simple as I can make it. It's not about just running away and putting behind this mess, but it's actually running in the right direction towards Jesus. There's one thing, one last thing that I want you to learn from the lizard. As I mentioned before, this is what I found in the backyard, the lizard tails. Because the lizard, sometimes in order to save his life, in order to find security, find a place where he's going to be okay, where he will find shelter, refuge, security, and safety, has to detach itself from something. And maybe today, there are some of us that need to actually detach ourselves from something that may have even become our identity, but is holding us back from true connection with Jesus. Something, and it doesn't have to be drugs or alcohol or anything visible it could be the invisible like my pride like my selfishness like my self-sufficiency that says nah I got this Jesus you can just stay over there for now there are certain things that maybe tonight we have to say you know what God I want peace and I've been struggling and uh, I can't do it on my own but I want to lay this before you so that I can stay in your security. And even though that cat, that lion that is on the prowl tries to attack me, I know that under your wings, you got me. So I'm going to do something tonight. And um, I don't want to make this confronting. But I do want to challenge you tonight that if there's anyone here that actually says, you know what, Jesus, I'm tired of running from one thing to something just as bad or something worse and I want to run in the right direction and I want to invite you into my life today or you want to say Jesus this thing that I've been struggling with you know whether it's small whether it's huge I want to leave it at your feet and I want to stay in your presence all I'm going to do is invite you to stand up as I have a word of prayer for you I don't need you to come to the front all I want you to do is to stand and say Jesus I want to invite you into my life today and I want you to help me on my journey and I want to run in the right direction. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you so much that through nature we can learn things that are spiritual. 
through lizards that you created, you can show us how we can live a life under the security of your wings and your faithfulness. Lord, we just want to thank you for every young person that is here, for everyone here today. And in a special way, we pray for those that have stood up and that have said, Jesus, I want to run in the right direction. I know that you can give me peace. You can give me rest. And I may be struggling with some things that I want to leave in front of you and I want to let you take care of them. So Lord, I pray for these young people that are standing making a stand for you and inviting you into their lives. I pray that you protect them and that the Maurice in their life or the struggle that they're going through will not overpower them because you are stronger. That it will not bring them down because they are lifting you up in their lives. So Lord, I just pray for them tonight and I pray that you give them victory, that you give them rest as they run in your direction and they stay in your presence, under your wings, in your faithfulness. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.